Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's show is a personal story of the daily grind. And in the process of updating the financial projections based on a revised construction budget, new information about the debt structure, and a more accurate view of the schedule. In the process of updating the spreadsheet, I discovered there were a number of places where the numbers had been previously hard-coded into cells rather than being calculated from variables. I'll give you a couple of examples. When you model the effects of inflation on both income and expenses, you could take the numbers from year one and increase them, let's say, by 3% in year two, or you could increase them by a variable inflation rate, so that if you were to change the inflation rate assumption, you would change a single number and all the inflation-adjusted numbers would be updated automatically. You want to do the same thing with interest rates for loans, any fees that are calculated as a percentage of another expense, and so on. The other major change was to telescope in on the first three years of the project and model them on a monthly basis rather than an annual basis. There's too much change happening in the first few years of the project for a yearly projection to be accurate. Needless to say, a lot of the spreadsheet was affected by these changes. The additional layers of complexity come from ensuring the loan-to-cost ratio, the loan-to-value ratio, the debt coverage ratio, the various waterfalls paid out to investors, and the numerous other constraints of the loan agreements are properly modeled. It's for that reason that we often end up doing a custom spreadsheet. A generic spreadsheet is not going to be capable of properly modeling those waterfalls. If you're a serious investor, you can probably relate to what I'm talking about. These changes took an entire day to implement. I sent the spreadsheet out for review, and within a few short minutes, my partners had found a scheduling mistake in the spreadsheet. I set about fixing that mistake, which meant moving about 20 numbers by five months, and that's nearly 100 items that moved in the spreadsheet. At the end of that process, the financial rate of return that was forecast to our investors looked surprisingly poor. How could a shift of just a few months destroy the financial viability of the project? didn't make any sense. My partner and I had numerous phone calls throughout the day to discuss various solutions to the problem. At one point, we were even talking about whether we should abandon the project and sell it. I spent the next seven hours poring over all 10 pages in the spreadsheet, checking formulas, refining estimates, experimenting with different possible solutions. My wife came home for dinner. We were both stressed and exhausted, albeit for different reasons. After dinner, I went back to work, and after a few more hours, I noticed that on one of the pages, inflows of cash flow used positive numbers and outflows used negative numbers. But I was not consistent in that convention. On another page, they were all positive numbers, and the expenses were simply subtracted from the income to make it all work. There's no problem with that. It just wasn't consistent. In the process of converting the spreadsheet to use more formulas, some of the negative numbers started to appear on pages that had previously only had positive numbers. It was at that point that I saw the error in the rate of return calculation. Negative numbers represent an investment of cash, and positive numbers represent cash flow back to the investors. Well, my spreadsheet was showing five years of negative cash flow to investors. The minus sign was a complete mistake, and no wonder the rate of return looked so terrible. As soon as the minus signs flipped and became pluses, a sense of calm washed over my entire home, the tightness in my back relaxed, and I could take a full, deep breath again. The rate of return to the investors was in the expected range. I sat back and reflected on the past 13 hours spent diligently working on the spreadsheet. I asked myself, what would have happened if I had given up after eight hours of trying to solve the problem? What would have been the outcome if I'd gone back to the investors and needlessly delivered bad news about how the project would no longer make sense financially? 
I was thinking about the life of an entrepreneur being very lonely at moments like this. Who could I talk to about problems like this? It's a pretty short list of people. I reflected on my tenacity through the entire 13-hour ordeal. I didn't ignore the stress I was experiencing, but I didn't allow it to control me either. I went to sleep tonight feeling relieved and also believing there's probably half a dozen more errors in the spreadsheet that are still waiting to be found before the spreadsheet is ready to send out to the lender and to my partners for a review. This part of the process is so important. If you get this wrong, there's very little you can do to recover from it late in the project. Do not delegate the responsibility for this kind of analysis to someone else. As the principal, you have to make it your business to be the expert in understanding the numbers. It may not be your expertise, but you have to get over it and make sure that you understand the numbers at a detail level. That's what it means to underwrite a project. Underwriting is the process of financial analysis and risk analysis such that you can be confident and stand behind the numbers and stand behind the risk. So you're thinking about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.